Welcome, everyone, to Yes and Amen. This is Pastor Derek Fletcher joining you with Yanni Fletcher and Derek Fletcher. Welcome, everyone, on today. Today, we will share about communion. And so sit back, relax, and enjoy the lesson on today. Enjoy the the music on today also. Welcome back, everyone. Can everyone hear me on today? Yes. Can you see my screen where it says lesson three? Observing communion. All right. So on today, we will share about uh, Christian principles. Lesson three. I think last week we talked about baptism. 
this week, it says observing communion. Okay, so today um, we're going to do a through a thorough Bible study on the observe, observance of communion. We want to inspire you as the students to appreciate communion service. Not only that, we want to practice communion together. In this case, we, we um, <coughs> will do it off screen, but if you have availability on today, uh, sufficient supply of bread and juice. Amen. Um, and so, all right, I'm going to go for it. And you can also pause. Uh, the lesson and go get your bread and get your juice. Amen. So the topic is communion and unity. And so on today, I'll open up in prayer on today. Father God, we thank you for our lesson on today. We thank you that we understand the fellowship of communion and the representation of the bread, which represents the body of Jesus and the representation of the of the juice, which represents the blood of Jesus. Without the shedding of the blood, there is no remission of sin. And without the broken body, um, the body of believers, uh, glory to God, <clears throat> which represents the governing body of the church, the body of Christ. Amen. And the body was broken. It was bruised. But at all points, he endured through and rendered his life on the cross. We thank you, Father, that your lesson enlightens us. It strengthens us and it brings us to a place of understanding the unity that we have and through the observance of communion. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So let's look at scriptures, our memory scripture here. And it's in uh, Luke 22, 19 through 20. It says, and he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took a cup saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is poured out for you. All right, I'm going to read through that one more time. Luke 22, 19 through 20. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this and remembrance of me in the same way after the supper he took the cup saying this cup is a new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you all right i'm going to read it one more time and then we'll have you follow along with us 
And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying this cup is the, the new testament new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you it's the new covenant in my blood poured out for you okay so let's say it's together so unmute your mics Luke 22, 19 through 20. Luke 22, 19 through 20. And he took bread. And he took bread. Gave thanks and broke it. Gave thanks and broke it. And gave it to them saying. And gave it to them saying. This is my body given for you. This, this is, is my, my body, body given, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way. In the same way. After the supper, he took the cup. After the supper, he took the cup. Saying. Saying. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Which is poured out for you. Which is poured out for you. All right. Awesome job. Awesome job. All right. So this is like a, um, we're not going to do this right here. We're just going to share the screen so that everyone that's watching it can capture it and they can do it a little bit later. It's like a, a team breaker or an icebreaker, excuse me. Knowledge not. All right, so today we're talking about communion, one of the most ancient practices of the church. In life, <laughs> hmm. sorry about that. In life, we often become caught up in many things, even in churches. We can get distracted from who we are in Christ and from our true purpose. Now, I'm gonna tell you, it's very important that you understand what your true purpose is in Christ. And you shouldn't let the things of the many distractions in this life move you away from the things of Christ, right? The fear of COVID-19, the fear of, of war in Ukraine, uh, the fear of export, the fear of, of leaders, all that stuff distracts you from your true purpose in Christ. God wants us to exercise on the earth 
whatever it is that your purpose is, the truth in who you are in him. And so that means we can't afford to be distracted or taken away from those things. And communion is a way of placing our mind and our heart toward the things of God. So today we hope to discover what the Bible says about communion, right? And what, what is communion? And we want to appreciate it even more and even have communion together at the end. And so we're probably gonna do it separate. We're gonna have communion today. I'm gonna get some bread and some juice and we're gonna do it here. And so let's get started. Okay, before we get into our Bible study, we should know that the word communion is not in the Bible. It's never in the Bible verbatim. The word which literally means with unity is a modern word used to describe what can be also called the Lord's Supper. So the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion, or even the Eucharist, depending on your church tradition. The Bible does talk a lot about this practice, though, and it is worth studying and understanding. All right, so everybody got that clear? Yes. Okay, so we have now, we have 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26. And so Derek, uh, let's see, one, two, three. Read verses 23 and 24. And Yanni, read verses 25 and 26. So unmute your mics. And so it's 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26. Okay, are you ready, Derek? Yes. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Okay, Yanni. Yeah. Or whenever you eat this, bread. no, at 25, in the same way, verse 25, in the same way, after supper, he looks, he took the cup, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it and remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So it says, for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so by his death, we have been redeemed from sin sickness, and death. 
forevermore. Okay, so uh, Yanni, take question one, and then Derek, take question two. Please read the question and then answer it. Number one, Yanni. What do you think does Jesus pass out for communion? Red juice. Okay. All right, Derek, number two. Number two. Hold on. Okay. okay. What, what does, does the Lord, Lord say we proclaim when we talk? Communion. When we take communion. <laughs> what do we proclaim? until he comes right not just not just his death but until he comes okay right says his death right cool all right great job guys there's much more that we can say about communion but we're going to outline just three things in death. Communion is about, what is it about? Remembrance. Okay. In this case, it's about remembering who, Yanni? God. It's about remembering Jesus. Right? Is that what it says right there? Remembering who? God. It says remembering who? What does it say? It says in remembrance of me. Remembering who? God. It says Jesus on my lesson. What does it say? Communion is about remembering who? Jesus. Okay. <clears throat> the first thing we have to understand is that communion is all about remembering who? Okay, what is it about, Yanni? Remembering Jesus. Okay, so why am I being specific about remembering Jesus? Because he has done a lot for us through our life. Okay, so it says take eat this is my body and this is my blood okay so jesus invented this practice <clears throat> and in doing so he what indicated that its purpose is to remember who okay So Luke 22, 15 through 20. Okay, Derek, read 15, 16, and 17. Yanni, read 18, 19, and 20. Go, Derek. Okay. <clears throat> And she said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat with the Passover with you before 
I saw her. Well, well I, I tell you, you I, I not, I will not eat it again, again until it finds fulfillment. Fulfillment in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of who? God. Okay. Keep reading. After taking up, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it to among you. Okay. Read 18, please. I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Okay, Yanni, number 19, please. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is, the, is my body given for you. Do this remembrance of me. In the same way, after the super, he took the cup, saying, This is the new covenant in my blood, which is pure, poured out for you. Okay, so he said, After the supper, he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for who god poured out for who us what does it us. say poured out for who us okay it's poured out for you and for me it's for us Okay, then we like to repeat this. So what are the two symbols used by Jesus in communion, Derek? Bread and wine. I'm Bread grape juice. and wine. Or grape juice. Cup and bread. So what should we remember about Jesus, Yanni? What should we remember? That the bread stands for his body and the juice stands for his blood. Okay. It says, Jesus said in verse 15 that he has earnestly desired to eat this Passover with the disciples. The Passover supper commemorated the escape of Israel from slavery in Egypt under the leadership of Moses. You might remember the Old Testament story, all right? And that's in Exodus 12. When Jesus instructed his people to kill a lamb and spread its blood over the doorpost, this would be a signal to the death angel to pass over their house. Each of Egypt's firstborn sons were killed that night, and Pharaoh freed Israel from his land. This is the same picture painted for us in communion. All right, so it's given emphasis about the blood of Jesus and about the Passover. So it says that the Hebrew people that put the blood of the lamb that was sacrificed, the blood over their doorposts, signifying to the death angel 
to pass over their house, not to come in, to leave, to pass over. Okay? Okay. So we should remember how Christ's blood was shed for what? For our sins. Taking us from sin to salvation, from death, from death to life. Okay, we should remember. We should remember how Christ's blood was shed for our what? Our sins. Taking us from sin to what? Salvation. From death to what? Life. To life. Okay. So according to verse 19, what does the blood symbolize, Derek? I mean, I mean the bread, sorry. What does the bread symbolize? Let's look at 19. Let's look at 19. No, I know it. What is what does the the bread symbolize? Mm, the bread symbolizes. Don't fill them highlighted. The body given. The body, my body given. Okay, now I I, Yanni, verse twenty. What does the cup symbolize? The blood of Jesus. What? Christ's body, the bread, and the what? His blood. We can see that Christ, that the Lord's Supper is a representation of whose body and blood? Jesus. Christ's body and blood. Who is our Lord? Some churches, some church traditions even believe it is Christ's body and blood. This all drives home this same idea that communion is about remembering who? Jesus. Jesus. And what he did to what? Save us to save us. us. Jesus did it to what? Save us. Save us. Okay, let's look at principle number two. Communion is about what? Yanni? Communion is about uniting together. You, okay. Uniting together. But that is not all that communion is about. Remember the word communion literally means to, means with unity. So communion is a unifying force within the body of who? Christ. Okay, within the body of Christ. From its early gatherings, Christians everywhere celebrated in 
this way. Acts 2, 41 through 43. All right, I'm going to read 41. Derek, you read 42, and Yanni, you read 43. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. 42, Derek. It went away. It went away. I can't see. Thank you. Get up with a big black. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's back. There's something in the middle of the screen. Okay, hold on a minute. Just hold on a minute. Can you see the screen now? Yes. Everyone was filled with awe. Stop. Did you read 42, Derek? 42. They developed themselves to the apostles, apostles, teaching, and fellowship. And to fellowship? To the breaking of bread and prayer. Okay. 43, Yanni. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Okay. So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. So what were the early church's feelings at this time? Early Christians feeling at this time, what were they feeling? They were feeling I guess you could say they were feeling like a bit joyful. Okay. All right. What about you, Yan? Or like having hope. No, that's good. That's good. All right. Okay, Yanni. What were they feeling? It says that everyone is filled with awe. Okay. So what were they doing according to verse 42? What were they doing in 42, Derek? They were having remembrance. Okay, they were devoting themselves. They were having remembrance. They were breaking bread. They were teaching, following the teachings of the apostles. What else, Yanni? What else were they doing? They were breaking bread. Breaking bread. And what else? What else were they doing? Praying. Praying. Okay. Our Father, who art in heaven, thank you, Father. Breaking bread and praying. So the breaking of bread 
is listed by the breaking of bread is believed by most to be the practice of communion. This is recorded elsewhere in scripture. Okay. Okay, Acts 20 and 7. Okay, Eutychus raised from the dead at, at Tarsus. On the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. So what's the first day of the week? What day is that? Sunday. Sunday, right? Right. So, so we come together on Sunday as believers to unite, to break bread, and to fellowship. So Paul spoke to the people, and because he intended to leave the next day, kept on teaching until midnight. So it seems like the early church made a habit of what? Meeting together. When, when they did, they, they did what? They would celebrate. They would celebrate by doing what? By remembering what he did by okay. having bread. Okay, by having bread. Okay, and praying. And the night before he died. Okay. And so they picked the, what day did they pick? Sunday. Sunday, right? First day of the week, because this was the day on which Christ rose from the dead. But it should not be lost in all of that they gathered together around communion. It was to what? Unify. It was a what? Unifying force to bring together, to come together. <coughs> to unite all of us together to like okay. have faith and keep our hopes up for when Jesus shall rise again. Okay. So what would you say is the highlight of your worship service each week? Is it the songs, the sermon, or something else? I like the coming together. I also like the coming together. I know a place. Boop, boop, boop. Oh. So the songs, the sermon. I like the teachings. I like the lessons that we have. What about you, Yanni? Okay. So what role do you think communion should play in the service? It should play a very important role. Okay, a very important role. As in to like tell people how important God and Jesus really are to us. Okay. Telling them all the amazing stories like how they did everything in their power to help us become one with each other. Telling them how we helped save, save us from sin and many more. Okay. So communion is central 
to our worship, remember, it is about remembering Christ, Jesus. It's about remembering Jesus. In the early church, this brought Christians together. In practicing communion, they demonstrated togetherness. They demonstrated unity. But it doesn't just unite us to one another. There's more to it. In some churches, only they have communion on first Sunday, right? Which is the first Sunday of the month. So communion is about what? Uniting with who? Each other and Jesus Christ. Uniting with who, Iyadi? Uh -oh. What does it say there? Principle three. Uniting with who, Derek? God and Jesus Christ. And okay. Let's return to the message we began with in 1 Corinthians. You might not know this. Know that this is written to correct the troubled Christian habits concerning how they partook of communion. So this is Paul now in 1 Corinthians. There was much dysfunction about how they practiced these rituals. Okay, so here, 1 Corinthians. Derek, I want you to read 26 and 27. Yanni, read 28 and 29. 1 Corinthians 11. Go. Okay. So you said 26 and 29? 26 and 27, Derek. Okay. For whenever you eat bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in the unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Okay, Yanni, 28, 29. Uh, Examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without this discerning, discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. Okay, so it's it's basically saying you got to take communion serious, and you gotta you gotta examine yourself and where you are with Christ. So what does Paul mean when he says we should examine ourselves before we take communion? What do you think it means, uh, Iyani and then Derek? We should take communion in ourselves? Examine ourselves. Oh. Okay, no, well, just think about it. We, we have to examine who we are. We have to look at ourselves and make sure that we are 
What? Sincere? Yeah. Focus. Focus. What about that we are united with Christ? Anything else? We have to take it serious, right? No, no playing. Right. So in your opinion, how important is it for us to be in the right frame of mind when we take communion? So the right frame of mind is I'm not angry with my mother. I'm not angry with my father. I'm not angry with my sister. I'm not angry with myself. And any unforgiveness in my heart, I have to give it to God. God, forgive me for being stubborn. For God, forgive me for holding unforgiveness against someone. Purge my heart, right? And so why do you think we should have the right frame of mind? Why? Okay. And so it says here, we ought to examine ourselves before we eat and drink of the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment upon themselves right and so we must discern discerning means <clears throat> to look at a situation and and in this case discerning without discerning without serious consideration without serious thought about our relationship with god not only that but also our relationship with fellow man right because the first commandment is that you love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your spirit, with everything, right? That's the first command. The second command is what? That you love your neighbor as yourself. So if you have any, any condemnation, any unforgiveness, right? Those things, you got to, once you discern them, then you have to say, God, forgive me, right? You have to be sincere. You have to be honest and you have to put these things before God. What happens if you are holding it, but you don't let it go and you don't give it to God? What happens? You put judgment on yourself. Okay. It's important that you forgive others. It's important that you walk in the liberty and in the freedom that God has called you to. Right? I'm sharing this, but you guys need to remember this and take it serious. Maybe we should give homework on this. So what does Paul mean when he says we should examine ourselves before we take communion, Derek? As in, as in the week to come. Okay. 
examine yourselves. Look at who you've become. What about examine what's in your heart? I'm not saying your answer is wrong, but yeah, you're right. It's knowing where your heart is in God and how much. What, what about where God is a relationship God. So he wants us to have our relationship with him straight. But then he wants us to have our relationship with our fellow man and woman straight also. Okay. Right. And what if it's not straight when you take communion or before you take communion? How do you get it right? You love one another. Okay. And then what? You ask God to forgive you. What if that person's not there to say, hey, forgive me. I was really wrong. Then right. Right. Some people don't even take communion. They don't even realize the art and the seriousness of you can be forgiven right there on the spot. God, forgive me for not being nice to my neighbor. Forgive me for not being kind to my brother or my sister. Forgive me because I had an argument with my wife or I had an argument with my husband. Lord God, forgive me uh, because maybe I said something very mean to my children or to my sister. Lord God, forgive me, right? So in your opinion, how important is it, Yanni, for us to be in the right frame of mind when we take communion? Oh, we heard this question before. Yanni, your question. Yay. Number two. What's some people, So you have to have your mind focused and cleared of all other distractions. Paul says, he says, lay aside, I lay aside every weight and everything that so easily beset me that's in the world. I lay those things aside. And then he says, not that I've apprehended, but these things that I do, forgetting these things which are behind the past achievements, the past hurts, the past uh, uh, pursuits. And he says that I press now, I push forward, I press toward the mark, toward the, the, the prize of the high calling uh, in, in, Jesus, in Jesus Christ. I move toward, right? Not just with the communion, but with everything else. So I need to be in the right frame of mind. I need to be in the mindset that I can unite with Christ through my spirit touching into uh, the spirit of God. So I can be uh, uh, blood bought by the sins uh, that Jesus Christ remitted. So I'm, I'm bought by the price that's been paid by his body, broken body, and by the shedding of his blood. Okay, when we come to a communion service, we need to understand that we are entering a holy time 
with God. We are entering into a place that God wants to commune with us, right? The reminder of Christ's sacrifice should be fresh in our mind, right? Not, not worried about, you know, my school and all that. You just, you just lay those things aside. And our attempt to draw close to God should be, should not be held up with our attitudes, right? Man, I didn't get a chance to play my video games. I'm upset with mom and dad. I'm upset with my sister. She told on me, you know, my brother, um, he told mom that I was eating, you know, chips and stuff when I should have been eating carrots and celery, right? And so we should examine ourselves to flush all those things out and have the right frame of mind as we partake in the body of Christ and in by his blood, right? So that we can unite with God. And that's something God has always wanted us to do and to have with him. Unity without barriers. Unity without the fear of sickness and disease. Unity without grappling and crying and, and complaining right? So he has intimacy with Adam and Eve, right? Without barrier, without restraint in the Garden of Eden. And he sent Christ to buy us back from our sins, right? When, when Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it introduced into their mind and introduced into their consciousness uh, uh, the lack mentality, the mentality of sickness and disease, the mentality of fear, the mentality of having not enough, and, and all those things got introduced. But praise be to God through his son, Jesus Christ, we have arrived at the place Jesus made provision for us that now we can walk as Adam and Eve did before they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and introduced the knowledge of the sin factor principle. But Christ made it right between God and man. He made it right so that we now have the, the, the knowledge of the tree of life the tree of abundance, the tree that says we have more than enough through Christ Jesus, glory to God. And so we now are united. We are now one with God through the sacrifice and the shedding of the blood and the remission of sin. Sin has no longer a stronghold over us. And so from our sins, so that we could have a relationship with him again. This is not put off until heaven. We have it right here on the earth. He desires that intimacy right now for you, right now for you and I. We can have it through communion and our focus on him.
glory to God. I thank God for communion. I thank God for unity. This is a great lesson. And so John 6, 47 and 51. I'll read verse 47. Derek, you read 48, 49. And Yanni, Yanni, read 50, 51. In John 6, it says, very, very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. Derek? <clears throat> Your go. I am the bread of life. Go. I am the living bread that came down to I am the bread of life. Where are you at? 48. Your ancestor ate the mama. Manna. Ate the manna. Say the manna. Manna. In the wilderness. In the wilderness. Yet they died. But there, but here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. 51, Yanni. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. However, eat this bread will live forever. Okay, whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the Lord. This bread is my life, for which I give for the life of the world. Jesus says here that it is through his flesh, which he knew would be pierced for us, that we can have life. This is this is lived out in vivid detail through communion. By participating, we have or we are having a relationship with him on the deepest of levels. Okay, any questions about this? Okay, so this is making it real. This I'm gonna share this with you. Uh, so that you can read through it and do communion. I'm just going to flash the screen and you can pause it so you can look through it. So this is the, the ritual or the rite of communion. And so I'm just going to hold it there. And you can pause it and read through it. So what have you learned about communion that you didn't know before, Iyani? I knew all this stuff. You know all this stuff? Okay. So what did you think of 
your communion experience, Derek, when, whenever you have communion, what do you think of that experience? Peaceful. Peaceful. Okay, what did you like or dislike? Anything that you like about the lesson on today? Well. Or dislike? I like how we talked about communion a lot. Okay. Because one, communion was very important. And I loved how we could talk about the origin of it and why we have it in our lives. Okay. Okay, so how well do you think you remember Christ doing communion? Do you remember or do you go into remembrance of Christ when you take communion, Iyani and then Derek? Yes. Okay, yes, you have to. Okay, yes. Yes, because communion is set up that we look, it says, you know, this is my body. And through my body, I was broken and bruised. And as you take this bread, you do this in remembrance of me. Uh, this is my blood, which by my, which is the great juice that represents my blood by taking of this. Uh, without the shedding of the blood, there would be no remission of sins. Okay, so our scripture memorization for today tells us that we're doing this to remember who? Jesus. Let's pray that we can have a fresh biblical perspective of communion from now on. Did I, was there a volunteer that raised their hands to pray? All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the message of communion and unity through Jesus Christ and to ultimately unify with you. Bless every heart, bless every mind, and every intention that's a part of this study every every child every adult that they come into the understanding and the fullness in you that we unite by the shedding of the blood of jesus and by the intake of his the bread that represents his body that was broken that was bruised for us and then the the reclamation and the redemption power Hallelujah, by the shedding of the blood. Without the shedding of the blood, there would be no remission of sin. And we thank you, Father, on today, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Glory to God. We, we thank you, and we appreciate you for joining us on today. This is Pastor Derek Fletcher with Yes and Amen, and we have uh, Derek Fletcher and Iyani Fletcher. And this is Yes and Amen Youth Church. And God bless you on today. We love you. There is a place.